It's time for your boys. Your boys. Holy calamity, scream insanity. All of you ever go to be another great enemy. Break. Here we go. Welcome back, Monk. It's good seeing you, man. Hey, Mets. Here we are for another session of Mets. And a Monk. And a Mike. And a Mike Mets, baby. And a Monk Llama, baby. Happy day. How are you, Brian? Yeah, so far so good. Wouldn't change a damn thing. You know, a lot of what we talk about is where we're at and where a lot of you are at. But there's a lot of us who where we were. There you sure know, is. You know, people, I know I know somebody who, who listens to us, uh, maybe hoping for inspiration, but is still actively using. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be more people out there like that. Yeah, and our hand goes out to everyone that is suffering from this, uh, from this affliction. So if you're in it, if you're dealing with it, this, this one's for you. Amen. That's... That's the way to go about it right there is just to reach out, extend that hand, let them know that we're there for you because uh, someone was there for us, Lama. Yeah, and if you, know, if you get any spark, because I think and I know in my, in my recovery, uh, I can remember the moment, uh, like I've said. You know, I can remember almost the, the time of day, 4.15 in the afternoon, when I get up off the cushion. And it was the spark of what that woman said to me that ignited all of the other conversation that had taken place that brought me to the point of saying, all right, you know, fuck this, I gotta, I gotta go forward. Yeah, the Lama said the F word. Because that's what it's about, man. When you're, when you're using, you're, you're on the edge. And if there's anything, any resource, any place that you can go to to get that spark, that's what uh, Mets and a Monk are here to do for you. Because it was done for us, you know, as, as I mentioned before. And there are certain things that I surely cannot get out of my own brain. And one of them was uh, there was a woman that saw me definitely towards the tail end of my, uh, my affliction. And um, she mentioned to me, she said, hey, Mike, don't you think you should take better care of yourself? And whether you have something like that going on in your head where there's something that somebody said to you that you can't shake or it's just that absolute grind of day in and day out going through the same motions and you know being trapped in that personal hell, that personal cell. Uh, you don't have to live there and we wanna help you get out of that any way that we can. Yeah, how long, how long, how long did I want life to suck? You know, to, to just continue to be the secret fiend that I was to try to be something uh, one way and then something another way. And when you were just talking about it's pretty cool to realize that there were two women. It was two women. Yeah, it was. A woman spoke to me and a yep. woman spoke to you that got us to where we are. Uh, but there are resources, mm-hmm. resources. There are things available. There's a phone in your hand perhaps and just jump on it. And, and look to see where you can find comfort. Jump on it the right way, too. You know, there's so many distractions. And if you have that turning point moment and yet you find yourself getting distracted with, with other worldly pleasures or displeasures in the long run, 
you need to you need to be able to focus on what you need to do for yourself in that moment. A lot of emergency recovery. Uh, there are programs around the country. Uh, we're familiar with one program that tries to put trained CRSWs, people that are that are have recovery in their lives, uh, at them at ground zero. When somebody comes into the ED and they've overdosed, or somebody comes in and they're just at the end, and where do I go? Where do I go? Well, I'll go to the emergency department because that's where they take care of emergencies. And if you have somebody there that in that moment, that 10-minute window can direct you and, and comfort you, give you an idea of that you're not alone, you're not unique, and you're not alone, and, and to go somewhere. Now, it'd be really cool to plan ahead you know, to like know, all right, this is my exit plan in case there's a fire in the hotel, which nobody does, trust me. The Lama did when he traveled, but you, you wind up uh, waiting until that critical moment. And if you can start thinking about what's your plan B, as Metz likes to say, yeah, man, you got to have that lined up, right? You know, because yeah. the life's full of game-changing events and. It's one of those processes where you've got to get accustomed to things rolling out as they roll out because it probably wouldn't be the way that you would have it. And one thing I want to throw out there is that nobody is too far gone. Sometimes in the broken belief system is thinking, I've gone too far to come back. That is not true. So if you're telling yourself those kind of things or your inner monologue is still awfully, really extremely dark, that's okay. It's not necessarily completely true. And I just wanted to throw that out there to people that no one is too far gone. Everyone deserves a chance at recovery. And that includes you who are listening at this moment. Be prepared always. Uh, going back to the, the Lama's Hotel thing, I'll throw this out as a safety tidbit. If you travel at all, you're in a hotel, when you check into your room, stop for a minute. Look where the exit is to get out of that floor and then count how many doorways there are. Because if the shit hits the fan, you're gonna be on your hands and knees in the dark, not seeing anything. And all of those opening of doorways to the exit is, is your way to survive. And Metzen Monk today is just another resource, we hope, for your chance to find a doorway uh, to open that portal and, and survive and change. Yeah, survive and thrive. Get to a place where you're able to be comfortable in your own skin, safe in your own mind. Uh, ultimate goals right there, and those are attainable. You can you can have that life that you dream of or that you, you couldn't even expect with all the dreams because I know for me in my own recovery, I certainly would have sold myself short. But this is the continuation of reaching out to those who are afflicted, that are in a very dark space, um, being one of the doorways, maybe one of the pathways that are open for you to just put your hand out. Just put your hand out. Trust that there are some people that definitely know what they're talking about, and they're not just drinking the Kool-Aid, acting as if. They have a genuine uh, enthusiasm to be of service to help you as best they possibly can. I am where I am today because of my addiction and my recovery to my addiction, recognizing it, getting help when I needed it, uh, wherever that comes from, and getting to the point where I am today 
that this is a good life. You know, this this old llama is pretty blessed. Uh, I'm not just hanging out with the Mets, but the life that I live. Um, and it's it's attainable for everybody, you know. Think back to what it was before it started, you know, back what life was before we started using. And now I can speak from this end of it after walking through the fear, coming out of the other side of the fire. Man. Life is good for this llama, man. Most definitely. Most definitely. And the other piece is that the simple pleasures will come back. I remember from myself in particular when it came to uh, use and abuse is that it always had to be like dark to be somewhat humorous for me to even get a halfway smile on my face. Um, but the simple pleasures can come back. Like you, you don't have to live in that darkness. I had a friend of mine the other day show me a video of, uh, of his father riding his bike and it meant the world to him. You know, so if you think you're too far gone, I will let you know of an example of a guy who has a couple years of continuous recovery, who we hope to interview at some point, who has gotten back to those simple pleasures. And believe me, it takes it takes a lot of work. This will be the hardest thing you do, but it'll also be the most rewarding. And as I say to anybody that I meet that's in recovery, it takes courage. It's the fear that holds us back. But once we cross that line, once we enter into bringing our lives back, we realize that's where courage lies. There is this feeling of feeling somewhat satisfied in the fact that we faced our fear, we walked through with some courage, and we were able to then feel the other side of that coin and it's it's definitely not what a high is there is no there is no other way of like experiencing that high those small victories that mean something temporarily because they won't last as long as a, as a high they won't last uh, they won't be as dramatic as a high but those small little victories and the way they add up add to that meaningful existence so there are a lot of opportunities available to you out there. All you have to do is, like Matt says, stick your hand out, open up your voice, speak your truth, call out your heart, because there's somebody there that's going to be available to you. Uh, we, we will do this again. We do this as often as we can because we're here for other people. This is a way that we can express our recovery. This is a way that we can support your recovery if you're in recovery. And this is a way that we can let you know that it's okay. You're not gone. You're not all the way gone. You have a hope and opportunity. Right, Mats? Yeah, kid, I'm holding the door, you know? I'm holding that door. There's no way around it. I've got the door open. Or if you're a Thrones fan, Hodor, hold the door. I am holding that door for any man or woman that can take something from this opportunity because you said it, Llama. We got the door, dude. We got the door. It's another door. And if you want to reach out, you can reach out to your boys. Your boys. A monk. And a Mets. Here on Radical Radical Recovery Radio. Radio.